The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thanks for joining us on this fall weekend here in the Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you would like to be part of the program, have a question or a comment, Give us a call. The number here is 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So supposedly next week we're going to have a new website. Isn't that correct, Mr. Finelli? As of Wednesday. Yeah. So hopefully uh, it's up and working next week. So how how goes the battle, Josh? Just fighting, fighting to live another day. It's been a rough six weeks. I hate watching this continued relentless grind lower it's a little soul-sucking I, I know you love having the same conversation over and over again with clients right on the telephone yeah i forget You're like wait did i already say this to you <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes all right let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets as josh said it was uh quite exciting i think if you were uh, michael Burry or whatever his name is, and you're short, you're probably excited but for the rest of us who are long stocks i don't even think he's short anymore he's just 100 percent cash well uh, yeah, anyways, the rest of us that are long stocks and long America, uh, it was been a rough six weeks, as Josh mentioned. U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were down 1.1% last week, uh, so another negative week for the U.S. stock market. We saw lots of volatility last week, and we can talk about why we saw so much volatility in a second. International developed markets were down about a half a percent last week. It's funny, if you, uh, if you look at international markets and you... Uh, to made the dollar flat on the year. You know, the dollar's ripped so far. International actually would be outperforming by quite a bit, but since the dollar has uh, rallied so much against major currencies, especially the euro, um, the international markets have been a tough place to invest. Emerging markets got really beaten up last week, down 2.3%. U.S. small caps were the bright spot last week. Small cap stocks, as re measured by the Russell 2000, were up. Uh, two-thirds of a percent. So small caps had dramatic outperformance last week. It's why we talk about diversification. Uh, one of the big reasons for that we've talked about on the show in the past is, uh, remember, small cap stocks, companies that are small here in the United States, mostly sell, when I say mostly, like 98% of their goods and services are sold here in the United States. Uh, and so they are not worried about the dollar being so strong, where if you are a Nike or some big uh, company that sells all over the world, the strong dollar is hurting you because it, it means your goods and services are more expensive for international per, buyers. Yeah, per Goldman, for every 1% increase in the dollar for a lot of the, especially big tech, you have about a four-tenths of a percent decline in earnings and dollars up 21% this year. So, you know, the math backwards is uh, not good. <laughs> not so great for headline, headline earnings. If you're an Intel or a Cisco or one of those companies. Uh, the bond market was interesting last week. We saw lots of moves in interest rates last week, dramatic moves in interest rates last week. Uh, the aggregate bond index, so think of the S&P 500 and the bond world that, that measures sort of the whole bond market in general, was down about a half a percent. Uh, we saw yields in the two-year treasury at 4.17, so two years getting close to 4.2. Uh, we saw a lot, a lot of moves in the 10-year. The yield curve is starting to steepen, which is good, but uh, the 10-year is 3.74%. Uh, it, it hit almost 4% on Tuesday, 3.98% on Tuesday. Um, and so it's interesting. The long end is starting to move higher of the yield curve. Uh, gold was 2% uh, higher at 16.81 an ounce. The funny thing about gold, right? So all of those gold bugs out there, all those people that talk to us about shouldn't we own gold if we're going to be infl if we're going to see inflation? 
gold has done a miserable job at protecting you so far in this inflationary environment. So everybody that's a gold bug and said that gold was a great protection against inflation, it's done a miserable job uh, so far in this inflationary regime protecting you against uh, inflation. It's it's lost quite a bit of money. Uh, so even if it stayed flat, it, it would have done a bad job, but it's actually down. Uh, oil was 4% higher, but oil has had a rough go of it. Or oil's at 80 bucks a barrel. So here the, here's the deal. The bad news for the people wanting the Federal Reserve to pause on this rate hiking uh, endeavor that they're on uh, is that we got a lot of data last week that says they can continue going forward. So um, we had a, a report on the PCE, the personal consumption expenditure, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite measure of inflation, was higher than expected last week. Um, for the month, you know, month over month, it was higher than expected. And then year over year was higher, higher than expected, still at 6.2%. So you couple that uh, hotter than expected inflation report with a very strong labor market. We got data on the labor market last week that showed the labor market is still strong. That clears the deck for the Fed to continue to raise interest rates. Because remember, what are the two most important mandates for the Federal Reserve? It's inflation and, a, and full employment. And so if we still have essentially full employment and inflation is still higher than they want it to be by quite a bit, that means the Fed is going to continue to raise interest rates, uh, which for all of you – and which also means more pain ahead uh, as – because remember, all asset prices, when you go out there and you look at houses or bonds or stocks or all asset prices uh, – are priced based on where interest rates are. So with low interest rates, asset prices are higher. Uh, but as interest rates go higher, a lot of assets need to be repriced. Housing needs to be repriced. Uh, stocks need to be repriced, and so do bonds. And uh, and so that's why as we continue to see rates go higher and the Fed continuing to make rates go higher, we're going to continue to see a repricing in asset prices, mostly to the downside. They're making a concerted effort to continue job owning and try to quell any expectation that they're going to pivot. Uh, you had Daly... Uh, and Meester come out on Friday and quash any uh, <laughs> any of that kind of uh, resurgent sentiment that we saw over the summer and ex explain that rates are going to be higher for longer. Even Ultra Dove, Neil Kashkari out of the Minneapolis Fed, uh, pouring any cold water on any hope of a pivot uh, anytime soon. And I think, you know, of course, we, that huge relief rally we got on Wednesday uh, when the Bank of England intervened and started going back into quantitative easing uh, to sort of try to put an end to the massive <laughs> bleed going on in uh, pension funds over in the UK. But, uh, you know, the Fed is certainly in, engaged in concerted messaging that they are not going to be engaging in any version of a pivot anytime soon. Well, we're a long, obviously a long ways away from 2% inflation. The Fed does, has, has stated publicly that they don't want to make the same mistake that Paul Volcker made. Paul Volcker paused and inflation came back and then he had to get real aggressive. So the Fed is probably going to err to the more uh, conservative side, meaning higher rates for longer. So uh, markets are, are finally, I guess, uh, taking them at their word. Uh, Josh mentioned uh, UK, but we saw uh, we got reports out of Europe. So if anybody thinks, unless anybody thinks that inflation is is an American problem, inflation around the world is, is much worse than it is here. Eurozone inflation was up 10% year over year, and in Germany it was up 10.9%. So inflation is a global phenomenon right now, especially in developed markets. Uh, the other thing is um, we saw the housing market in the month of July saw its one the biggest one-month drop ever and since they've been keeping statistics so the month of july we saw month to month so from june from uh june to july we saw a 2.9 percent drop in house prices nationally which we've never seen the biggest one part to that was 1.9 percent and that was during the global financial crisis so august will probably be even worse and so the housing market is absolutely rolling over it's funny anecdotally here in central oregon josh and i look at the real estate market People are smoking crack in some of the house prices <laughs> that get listed when I see them. And I think realtors are doing a huge disservice to their clients by saying, yeah, let's list it at that price. Because as we say, uh, that sellers are living in the past. Sellers are living where house prices were six or eight months ago. And guess what? 
buyers are living in the future and buyers are going to win, uh, they will make the market go lower. And so if you want to sell your house or you're in that position, you better get really real about what prices More. actually are. related. Because remember, it's all related to interest rates. And if interest rates were higher than they were back in 2019 by quite a bit, by double, you got to think house prices probably need to go back to 2019 or lower levels. And another data point that came out on Friday, mortgage applications, 22-year low. So uh, not, not a lot of new entrants to the market. Yeah, if you want to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life to get that scheduled. If you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office. The number here, 800-743-0988, or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the psychology in a bear market and your behavior. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Would you like to know more about Bend and become engaged in the community? Join us for Bend 101, October 11th at Tethero Event Pavilion. Presented by the Bend Chamber, Cascade Hass and Sotheby's Lad Group, and Central Oregon Association of Realtors. Bend 101 will help you understand our rich history and values. We'll also emphasize land use allocation, how our community has handled rapid growth, and how we can work together in planning for the future. Visit Bend101.org for more information and to register. Hey there, it's Lars to tell you why Volvo Cars Bend is a local dealer you can love. Volvo Cars Bend is the place where you'll feel more than comfortable as you shop, as you buy, and as you maintain your vehicle. And take it from me, I know all about the Volvo experience, enjoying years of great Volvo driving. You'll love the exciting new Volvos, including the incredible recharge. And you'll love the fact that at Volvo Cars Bend, the lot is filled with quality pre-owned trucks and SUVs. You can test drive and do the paperwork from your home too and that great volvo cars bend service which includes most all cars and trucks their techs are constantly updating their expertise and there's a free loaner car too volvo cars bend supports a local charity every month now that's a local dealer you can love volvo cars bend where we know luxury on the north side at highway 97 in grandview and at volvoavend.com and be sure to tell them lars sent you Summer sure has been hanging around. When was the last time you got your heating and cooling serviced? As we dive into fall, that means winter is right around the corner. Hey, it's Eric G with Around the House. That annual maintenance is key to keeping that system running well and not leaving you hanging out in the cold. Let's get that system all dialed in and ready for winter. Schedule that tune-up today. To thrive in the great indoors, visit PyramidHeating.com. Oregon CCB 59382. That's PyramidHeating.com. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. Three weeks. It's incredible. After three weeks, I'm on vacation in Paris, having a conversation in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows. Get our bi-weekly e-news. And keep up to date on the market. 
You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Josh and I did an e-news last week uh, where we talked about what's going on in the market. So if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, it's a a video we send out uh, in the middle and end of every month. It's relatively short, but it talks about what's going on in the markets. Just go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and we'll get you added to that list. Um, So news came out last week. This lady, I will give her credit. Her her PR department at her firm uh, is work always working overtime time, uh, but Kathy Wood from Arc Investments uh, launched a new product last week because she's doing so well on a year-to-date basis. She said, "Maybe I'm, I'm such a good investor, I should offer more investment products to the investing public." Uh, and I'm saying that obviously very sarcastically. Her Arc Innovation Fund, which is her flagship product. Uh, is uh, getting close to a negative five-year return. It's down over 60% year-to-date. Uh, and the math on a negative 60% return on a year-to-date basis, uh, you have to make a stupid amount to get back to even. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, chances yeah. are, if we get continued sell-off, she she could be down 80% in a fund that's offered to the public. Doesn't seem like that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, she is not a savant. You look at her history of investing. There's the markets are littered with people like this who are essentially, if you think back to the Wild West, they were people who traveled from town to town selling snake oil. She is the modern day version of snake oil salesman. Her name is Kathy Wood, um, and so she is going to uh, launch a venture capital fund because you know that's what you do when money becomes tight. You launch a you launch a venture capital fund, and she's targeting individual retail investors with a minimum investment of just five hundred dollars. Uh, the interesting thing um, is her management fee is going to be two point seven five percent. Naturally, and the total expense ratio of the fund is going to be four point two two percent. So, if the one of the most important determining factors in your return is your fee. And the way that I look at a 4.22% fee is you are down on January 1st, 4.22%. You have to make 4.22% to get to zero. Uh, and she's down 60 plus percent year to date. So help me do that math. I know I went to a state school, but uh, so anyways, this is one of these things where she's underperforming the S&P 500 over trailing five by 21 and a half percent. But she, you know, she's so good. She's gonna. But without that eleven hundred percent return on Tesla, where would she be? I mean, it'd, it'd be, be even worse. It'd be negative. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is just crazy to me that you know she's talking about deflation in the economy. She, it's just one of these things that, you know, hopefully none of you invested in her fund ever, and hopefully you don't invest in this new venture fund uh, because she's just bad at investing money for people herself and other people she's very good at making money for herself i will give her credit that's a that's a uniquely american thing (laughs) uh okay so obviously we're in a bear market as measured by 20 percent or more correction we are there the s&p uh at one point last week was down almost 25 percent on a year-to-date basis nasdaq's down over 30 percent on a year-to-date basis uh so the psychology of bear markets is very interesting and josh and i get to see it uh almost daily when, when talking to clients or seeing client behavior. But uh, one of the things before we talk about uh, this market correction, uh, I did want to bring up one of uh, the guys we talk about a lot on the show. His name is Morgan Housel. He read, wrote a great book on the psychology of money. It's in fact called The Psychology of Money, Timeless Lessons on Wealth, Greed, and Happiness. So if you are somebody or you know somebody that struggles with bear markets and what to do in the psychology of markets and your behavior around markets, get his book, Morgan Housel. Housel is spelled H-O-U-S-E-L. The book is called The Psychology of Money, Timeless Lessons on Wealth, Greed, and Happiness. It will help you a l- quite a bit in market environments like the one we're experiencing today, uh, realizing where you have weaknesses. So uh, let's talk about this. We talked about this on the E-News last week. Um, and uh, we can talk about, you know, everybody calls us. We got an email last week from one of our clients, and he said that this time it's different. You know, he, he listed his reasons for why this time it's different. Don't, don't want to hear that stocks always come back. And, it's not yeah, true this time. And he said, you know, and, and so as, uh, you know, the most expensive words in the investment business are this time it's different because it's not, as Mark Twain said, that, well, history doesn't repeat, it rhymes. And so the best way to learn about 
uh, what we think is going to happen in the future is to study markets and in economies that we experienced in the past. And so when Josh and I look at this, um, while we don't like market declines, this is not a a market where there's systemic risk. If you think of the global financial crisis, we were close to a point there where money markets were breaking the buck and there was lots of insolvency in markets and in companies that life as we knew it was going to change. The last time that had happened was the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, when we had that standoff with the Russians uh, and potentially nuclear war. Well, the global financial crisis, uh, it was close to that. And, and the global financial crisis in 2007, 2008, in the beginning of 2009, um, was was very similar to the great uh, the Great Depression in that it was a balance sheet recession. You know, we just way too much leverage in the system, and that had to come out. And so there was tons of systemic risk, and that was a really scary time. Uh, but if you go back to the previous recession before that, the two thousand through two, that one is very similar to this one, meaning we had just low interest rates for too long. We had way overpriced stocks in the technology space, you know, pets.com and all these companies that were way, way overpriced. Price to sales multiples were huge. We had the same thing happen here. Housing market got overpriced. Stocks got overpriced. Um, uh, and and then we now we have inflation, and so the Fed has to raise interest rates. Uh, but we can sort of see how this plays out, right? We have a recession. Fed raises interest rates. Asset prices reprice. Well, companies yeah. that shouldn't be around go out of business, and then we are in a stronger place going forward. And so that's why we're much more optimistic. You know, it stinks and we hate seeing markets go down. Uh, but this isn't one of those situations where we're worried about the future. We wholeheartedly believe that great businesses around the world will make more money in three and five years and their stocks will trade higher because of that. Now, that's what as an investor you need to stay focused on rather than uh, you know, thinking that somehow this time it's different. And then more importantly, and this is the part that is really important for all of you, is that what returns look like after markets turn around, they don't feel like they're, you know, everybody always thinks they're going to go back. But the, the important thing Josh can tell you is what they look like that first year in recovery and why it's so important to stay invested. Well, when you go back and you look, and excluding the March of 2020 decline, just because it was you know, essentially engineered by policymakers and the quickest bear market and snapback ever. Uh, the five biggest market declines over the last 90 years. Uh, in the subsequent five years, when you look at returns, the first year following the bear market low uh, averages a 71% return. And that's functionally when the easy money is made. And that's, of course, when doubt in the resilience of the market is the highest. And that in itself shows you why timing is a fool's endeavor. That second and third year following the recovery, returns are essentially average. That fourth year following a bear market bottom actually double or close to two and a half times average, uh, which you know sort of leads you to the conclusion that, of course, that's participants re-entering the market, having experienced you know, failing to gain the easiest returns, and there's a bit of fear of missing out that creeps back into the market. And then, of course, that fifth year, you actually go sub-average, uh, which, you know, is a result of most participants already be, be, being back in markets. But, you know, the data is definitive as, as far as looking back into history and seeing psychology. <laughs> you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it definitely rhymes. And investor psychology re uh, replicates itself if you, over and over and over if again. If you wait for the, market, the economy and the market to be better, you'll miss out on the biggest return, which is right when the market recovers. And so you have to stay. Time in the market, not timing the market. Or if you want to be part of the show, call us, 877 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five- to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Have you 
heard? The Bend Elks are hosting Oregon State Beavers versus Gonzaga Bulldog Exhibition Baseball Games this Saturday, October 1st. Don't miss this great opportunity to see your Beaver baseball team here in Bend. Tickets are just $10 and are available at bendelks.com. You can have groceries, furniture, even a car delivered to your home. Yet, when you're not feeling well, you must leave the house to see a doctor? Why can't medical professionals come to you? Well, the wait is over once you discover EchoMD.com. EchoMD.com provides same-day in-home medical treatment and prescription delivery. It's on-demand quality health care at your doorstep. Qualified, professional, and personable staff will visit your home to address most any medical need. Book your affordable and time-saving house call today at EchoMD.com. That's E-K-K-O-M. About a hundred years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family-owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the Closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or any time in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty. Because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. The most central Oregon news without a subscription. On the air and online at KBND.com. Powered by FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND. Cascade Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Bend location, right next to Nike and Columbia. And now to better serve our friends in Redmond, Eagle Crest, Prineville, and surrounding areas. Cascade Mattress and Furniture is celebrating their grand opening in downtown Redmond. If you've ever wanted to experience every option from Tempur-Pedic, check out the huge Tempur-Pedic gallery. During the grand opening sale, save at both locations with $500 off select Sealy mattresses. Now only $7.99 on a queen pillow top. And get adjustable bases from only $4.99. Plus, get up to $300 in free accessories. Grand opening savings at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. CascadeMattress.com or call 678-REST. They've saved the best of summer for last. So for avid outdoorsmen, now is the time to get fired up. At Finn and Fire in Redmond, they have what you need to make your time outdoors more fun. While trout season has been excellent, the big news is that for the first time in two years, the lower Deschutes will be open for steelhead. Whether you just need a few flies or a new spay rod setup, Finn and Fire has it. For hunting, crispy boots are well-stocked for men and women. With Vibram soles and Gore-Tex liners, you'll be able to cover the most rugged terrain. Finn and Fire also has a fine assortment of Sitka gear and Mystery Ranch packs, plus all the latest from Benchmade knives. You can even pick up a hard-to-find Yeti Tundra 45 or 65 at Finn & Fire. So stop on by and shop the extensive selection of the best gear while you enjoy a bite from their 18-tap bar. Finn & Fire is truly a fly shop unlike any other. Just across from Safeway in Redmond or at finnandfire.com. to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus. Thanks for joining us. Uh, If you'd like to be part of the program, you can always give us a call. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, number is 877-670-7117, or you can do what most people do, which is send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up, and you can ask your question there. So uh, the I mentioned in the first segment that uh, we saw the biggest one-month drop in the month of July 
uh, month over month in the housing market in this country's history. The housing market was down 2.9% in one month. And, you know, to put that in context, during the global financial crisis, the biggest one-month drop was 1.9%. And so if you think about, you know, the housing market is not a liquid market like the stock market or the bond market. And so, uh, you know, that's a crazy decline in the housing market from a month-to-month basis. And that was July. I think August will probably be worse. And one of the reasons for that is house prices, like all assets, are um, a lot of it is dictated by interest rates. You know, I hear realtors here all the time telling me about all the people coming here and paying with cash. It doesn't matter. The the idea that, that some of those people have cash, it, yes, that's true. But remember, markets are set by all the buyers, not just some of the buyers with cash. And so, um, you know, when prices move lower because people that are borrowing money versus people that are cash, that means that's where the market goes. The housing market is not different in in its dynamic than any other market, uh, like a lot of people like to think so. So mortgage rates uh, last at one point last week hit over on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, hit over 7%. They settled down a little below uh, 7%. I, I have to say, you know, I thought by the end of the year we'd get to 7% in the mortgage market, but we've gotten there uh, much sooner. So to think, to put that in perspective, mortgage rates at the beginning of the year on a 30-year fix were under 3%, and here we are at essentially 7%. So that changes the affordability number in the housing market. And, you know, Josh and I were talking last week that, uh, you know, house prices, when you think about where rates were prior to the pandemic, rates were even still much lower than they are now. And so, House prices probably have to go back to some pre-pandemic level in order uh, to be healthy, and so ultimately that's what we want. We don't. uh, But real quick, the housing market. What's happened in Central Oregon is not good for anybody. I know a lot of you that own real estate and depend on prices going up uh, like it, but it's not. It doesn't. It's not healthy for you know because then we go through this boom bust cycle, and that's not good for anybody. And not even healthy. I mean, in what you know, talked about this morning, like in what universe is sixty percent annualized returns ever achievable or should be realistic? And in retrospect consideration, you know, you think about like nationally, it's not quite as bad, but the average uh, the mortgage payment to afford the median house went from seventeen hundred bucks a month to twenty five hundred in the last nine months. When you back that out, what it means for prices is north of 20% decline. And that's, I mean, that should be expectation. And house prices, remember, have to grow with incomes. When they grow much faster than incomes, it's it's very, very unhealthy. All right, let's tackle uh, some email questions. We got an email from Eric. Eric doesn't see where he is. Uh, He says, most people look, look into investing in order to save for retirement. What do you think about investments for other short-term goals, such as a home purchase, a home remodel, or future college expenses? Uh, you know, as it relates to college expenses, depending on your timeline, and you know, everything's relative to your timeline. But uh, if you're saving for your young children, absolutely, that's a path that you should take. Uh, Five twenty-nines uh, for housing, etc. Uh, the good news of rising yields, of course, is. Uh, investing doesn't necessarily have to be in stocks. Uh, you can own, uh, n- you can now own fixed income instruments, uh, bonds. Na- namely treasury bonds that have a very short duration, one or two years, that pay you a meaningful return. And that is something that, you know, provided you don't need liquidity in the meantime, uh, and you're willing to save up for, say, three, four years, uh, you can accrue a real income or real savings uh, over that time horizon with virtually no risk. And that's been a dynamic that hasn't existed for uh, close to 15 years. And so uh, for people out there that are saving and for those medium and, you know, I guess you could characterize them even sometimes short-term endeavors, higher rates is actually a very good thing for you ultimately. And so uh, don't think of it as it has to be in uh, stock market and subject to that wide degree of volatility that is really the price of admission in stocks. Higher rates is good for savers, ultimately. And what's happening now is sort of a reversal of that you know, moral hazard that we've been embarked on for the last 15 years in which savers were punished for doing the right thing. Yeah, so when you think about investing in general, all investing, so if somebody comes to our office who's not a client and they show us all of their money and they say, you know, here's my IRAs, here's my taxable account, here are my... So they show us their money, and, and the, the answer or the question we always have to ask is, okay, what is this money for? Tell us, describe to us in your mind what this money's for. Um, because, you know, as, as an investor, people, somebody that does what Josh and I do, allocate other people's money, 
it's very hard to know how to invest somebody's money without knowing what it's for. And what I mean by that is, you know, it, it, I have a 15 and a 17 year old, so it's high school sophomore and a high school senior. Um, and you know, I have 529 plans for them. And so, uh, when, when my kids were Josh's kids age, their, their money was hundred percent invested in stocks because their time horizon was 16 and 18 years. Now that my son, his time horizon for his 529 is less than a year. That money is very conservatively invested. And so, uh, obviously that's very different than my retirement account at 46 years old is, is very aggressively invested. And so what the money is for determines how you can invest it. And it's just, you know, my retirement account money is doing a lot worse than my kid's 529 money, even though he's 17 years old, because I know we're going to use, use it in a year. And my retirement money is not going to be used for 20 plus years. And so that's how you have to think about all of the money you're invested is you can determine how much risk you can or cannot take based on your time horizon for that money. And then as Josh mentioned, like the good news is we finally have alternatives for our safe money. So for emergency funds, uh, for the last decade, you've been getting zero return on that money. And when you factored inflation, your return was negative. Well, you can finally get some yield on your short-term emergency money. And, you know, for all of you people that have been doing the right thing and had you know, seven digits in the bank earning nothing, you can finally get some return on that money. And I think that math will probably only get better because the, you know, the Fed wants interest rates above the rate of inflation. And so if inflation is 6%, let's say it goes to 5%, the Fed wants essentially all bonds to yield more than inflation. So one year out, they want that to be above the inflation rate. And so uh, if inflation's 5% and they want rates, real rates to be above that, we're, that means yields are going to go higher. All right. Uh, Josh, you can answer this. And Tim S. here in Ben says, I'm trying to advise my kid who is in her 20s with a good job. Uh, should she focus more on paying off her student loans or investing her extra money? Uh, that one, you know, <laughs> I would often say that, you know, the best answer is probably some version of a balance. And, it, you know, it's predicated usually on uh, where you actually got the financing at one time you took out the loan, uh, you know, especially with markets today uh, being, you know, in excess of a 20% sell-off, uh, you know, your forward expectations of returns will should be significantly greater than they would be, say, at the end of 2021. If you have, like, federally subsidized loans uh, that you got in the late, uh, 20 knots, uh, 2018, 2019, 2020, you know, the chances are the interest rate on those loans is going to be uh, fairly insignificant relative to maybe forward expectations and returns in markets. And, uh, but the best answer is probably some balance of the two. Uh, if you have loans like I do from back, uh, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, mid 2000s, uh, which were at significantly higher interest rates, uh, it makes sense to potentially refinance those or pay those down in lieu of investing and get that guaranteed return. But some balance of the two is probably the best path forward. Yeah, both. I would say both. I concur with Josh because, you know, you want the compounding to happen uh, in your early 20s uh, of your returns. And so investing <laughs> is really important the earlier you start, uh, the better. All right, if you want to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial plan, in your financial life, your financial plan, your portfolio, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. If you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get your free retirement review scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about what your advisor is doing, outsourcing your money. Uh, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Come enjoy world-class golf with idyllic Cascade Mountain views at Aspen Lakes Golf Course and Sisters. They invite you to unplug and enjoy the best the Pacific Northwest offers. Signature red sand bunkers and breathtaking sunsets are just the beginning of this sixth-generation locally-owned course. The first course in the state to offer top tracer technology. Aspen Lakes Golf Course. It's not just the locals' favorite. Call now to book a tee time. 541-549-GOLF. It's been awesome. I'm very impressed. Hey there, it's Lars to tell you why Volvo Cars Bend is a local dealer you can love. Volvo Cars Bend is the place where you'll feel more than comfortable as you shop, as you buy, and as you maintain your vehicle. And take it from me, I know all about the Volvo experience, enjoying years of great Volvo driving. You'll love the exciting new Volvos, including the incredible recharge. And you'll love the fact that at Volvo Cars Bend, the lot is filled with quality pre-owned trucks and SUVs. You can test drive and do the paperwork from your home, too. And that great Volvo Cars Bend service, which includes most all cars and trucks. Their techs are constantly updating their expertise. And there's a free loaner car, too. Volvo Cars Bend supports a local charity every month. Now that's a local dealer you can love. Volvo Cars Bend, where we know luxury. On the north side at Highway 97 in Grandview and at volvoofbend.com. And be sure to tell them Lars sent you. If it leaks, clogs, strips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, pops, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. I went through it a while back. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text STAPLE to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text STAPLE to 321321. That's STAPLE to 321321. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to get added to our e-newsletter list, uh, Josh and I do a short five- or six-minute video in the middle and end of every month. We talk about what's going on in markets, uh, especially how it affects our clients' money. So if you want to be added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and that is the only thing we'll send you. I guess we send you a hard copy uh, newsletter via PDF uh, four times a year also. Um, but that's the same, same thing. We talk about markets. Um, so Josh shared this with me last week. So we talk about Morgan Housel quite a bit. He puts out tons of really good content, or he's a good uh, he's a good thinker. sourcer of, of content also on the internet as it relates to markets. And I mentioned his book, uh, The Psychology of Money, a couple segments ago. He's wise beyond his years. Uh, yeah, he's a young guy. And so he put out this. He sent he sent out a tweet, and he sends out probably ten tweets a day you know, just with comments about markets or what's going on or historical things. And the tweet went like this. Uh, he said, lots of pain as people realize what they thought was their own investment genius was actually just low interest rates. And that is the, that is, there's nothing more true than that. So pe there's a famous saying, don't mistake a bull market for genius on your part. And so 
when you go back and you look at times when interest rates were extremely low, like they just had been, the lowest they'd actually ever been, and you see crazy moves in markets, whether it's stock markets, housing markets, cryptocurrency markets, NFTs, whatever it might be, when you say returns that are just unbelievable and unrealistic in assets that don't make any sense, where you see companies with their stock prices trading at 100 times sales, like that doesn't make any sense in any universe ever, well, even if you're on asset. And, and context, like people don't think, people don't understand what a price of sales multiple means. If you're paying 100 times sales, you're paying 100 years worth of revenue for a business. That's, and that's revenue. That's, that's not, that's what that's that not means. profit. That's revenue. So, you know, you can think about a lot of these companies, their margins are skinny, skinny. And so you have a, you know, a hundred times profit is crazy, but a hundred times sales is like, just, there's no business that could grow into that. Well, multiple. only in a, in a world of basically 0% policy rate does, uh, price to sales multiples become the preferred valuation metric for the average investor. And that's kind of the world that we existed in the last couple of years. And, you know, and, and during, while it was occurring, we tried to communicate that it was at your peril because if you go back and you look at history and you look at the last big devaluation period we had as a result of rising rates, you know, that was in the early 2000s and those price to sales multiples on average contracted by 95%. The S&P trades at like two times sales. If you have if you're paying 100 years worth of sales but, for a business. But the but you're the bigger asking to get But the your bigger point, off. I didn't want to go down this rat hole, but the bigger point is that bear, these bull markets that transpire because of low interest rates, they always draw people in that think they're the next Warren Buffett or Jim Simons. They think they're the next great investor, only to realize that the only reason they, they were a decent investor was because of low interest rates. When they actually had to allocate capital in a meaningful way, meaning based on th metrics that actually matter, uh, they realized they weren't good at it. And, and Morgan Housel got a lot of hate on the internet and he, he wimped out and, you know, sort of walked his comment back, but he was a hundred percent right. Nothing he said was not correct. Uh, I think the problem for him was it felt like for some of these people that he was dancing on their grave, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that because it's like, that's what makes a market and people making really bad decisions and being told they're making bad decisions and then making them anyway. You know, you can't be mad about that after the fact. I mean, you're not teenagers. Come on. Um, okay. So let's talk about uh, what goes on really with most financial advisors in the business. And when I say most, mo most of you out there listening that have a financial advisor, this is what your actual advisor is doing. And so it's always so confusing to us that this happens. Uh, but after the, uh, the global, the pande pandemic, uh, advisors, this has been going on forever, but adv advisors it, more than ever uh, went to outsourced investment management, meaning, you know, you bring your money to, to your financial advisor and you say, you know, here's my risk tolerance, here's my financial plan, here's what I, here's sort of how I want my money inv invested. And your financial advisor goes out and hires a third party to invest your money on your behalf. And so it's like, wait a second. Why do I need another person, my financial advisor, to hire a, a money manager on my behalf, adding another layer of fees? But that's the reality of what most financial advisors are doing. When I think about most financial advisors in Bend or around the country, uh, they are just a, a, a go-between between you and the person actually managing and, your and money. And the way that those third-party asset managers actually pitch it to us as the, as the advisor, because we're the client in that instance, is... They say, free up your time to go sell and go do client acquisition and we'll do the actual deliverable for you. That's how it's marketed to us as the client being the advisor. And you itself, you know, the, the intention, of course, is you want to be in direct communication with the person responsible for your money. Otherwise, you're adding an intermediary, another layer of fees, and another person in the telephone chain between how your money's actually allocated and where it should actually be allocated. So when you think, when we talk about certain things on the show about duration of your bonds or, or the stocks that you own, in most cases, when you, the actual investor, ask your so-called financial advisor, you know, what's the duration of my bonds? What are the stocks that I own? They don't know because they're not the ones picking them. And then they're not doing that much research in your, in your underlying holdings to know that information. And so it doesn't make any sense to us. It's confusing to us that, that, that that's what's happening um, because, you know, Josh and I got in the game because we love, in mar we love markets. We love investing. Uh, that's the, our favorite part of this job is the part that these 
men and women are outsourcing. It's it's just crazy to us. Then you add another layer in there that if you're at a big national firm, say an Edward Jones or a Morgan Stanley or a Merrill Lynch, uh, not only are they outsourcing the money management, but they're doing it to firms that revenue share with them, with their with their home office. And so, you know, they're not get they're not picking the best money managers based on their ability to manage money. They're picking the managers that are most willing to share in that management fee back to Merrill Lynch, back to Edward Jones, back to Morgan Stanley, uh, so that it's very profitable for the big mother firm. And so. Not only are the, your advisors not doing what you think they're doing, they're sending it to the highest bidder. They're sending your money management to the highest bidder, not the best performer, which is what you want. So the problem we have with all of this is there's, it's just loaded with conflicts of interest. It's not necessarily as transparent as it should be. And why would you add another layer in there? So this is sort of that shame where we where we try to expose what's really going on. These big national firms, um, you know, there are good people at them. They're nice financial advisors, uh, but the system is set up against them to actually truly work on your behalf. Uh, and, and so, you know, it, they might have beautiful offices, and they talk to you about all oh, their global reach and their investment, you know, acumen and all that stuff. But it's all just a great machine to extract money from you and put it in in their pockets. And so you shouldn't have an advisor that outsources the money management because they don't know what they're, what's actually in your account. And then the, where they're outsourcing it to, uh, there's just a huge level of conflicts of interest there that you shouldn't be privy to. So it, it, the world has changed. You don't need to be at these firms. Uh, you know, We know that indexing is the best way to go about doing it. Um, all that other stuff is just a way so that they can drive nicer cars and their firms can extract more earnings per share revenue. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, have a question or comment, call us. The number here is 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email uh, by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we have a guest, uh, Nick Lockwood from Health Insurance Strategies. We're going to talk about uh, Medicare open enrollment season and maybe some group health plans. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 